Hell yeah. Daddy's little girl's a stone cold bitch. The following podcast is Chomp, a zombie apocalypse tabletop role-playing game brought to you by Zombie Dog Games. Be warned that there may be scenes of a graphical and adult nature that may make you feel uncomfortable. If this is the case, be sure to stop the session. Since we left off last episode, this is going to be episode number two. I'm Richard. We are running Chomp, a zombie apocalypse survival, survival apocalypse, however you want to say it, tabletop game. Brought to you by Zombie Dog Games. I just love the name of their their business or whatever, because that's just awesome. Yes. Yeah, uh, but uh, we are going to continue the storyline. As we left off last time, uh, Mitzi was running out of the house and had managed to survive while our other two players uh, were turned into zombie chow. So... With that said, uh, they do have new characters, and seeing as characters don't last all that long, uh, at least they have not, uh, They have each of them have a backup character as well. So, we come back to the scene of Mitzi standing outside, seeing zombies go inside the house and hearing screams and the sounds of uh, zombies eating flesh inside. Outside, it is approaching about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, Mitzi, and as you exit the door and slam it behind you, looking off to your left, you can see what appears to be the tractor part of a 18-wheeler. You know, it's the cab of the truck. Um, off to your right, you see the uh, cityscape way far below because you'll remember that you all rode a bus up here to this house, which was um, a survival like bunker for uh, a character whose name I cannot remember and has long since died. So does this truck look like it could possibly work? Yes. Awesome. So Mitzi is going to run up to the cab and start looking for keys. Um, we'll say that the keys are left in the truck. So I can get in the door and everything and Yeah, yeah. You can get in the door and, and crank it up and everything. Well, hell yeah, then she's gonna get in there and crank her up. Ah, um, as you crank this vehicle up, I'm going to ask for a uh, athletics roll to see if you can drive this truck because you are a cheerleader. So we know that you can be athletic and dexterous, but driving an 18 wheeler is a lot different than jumping up yelling goatee. And so while yeah, two d six plus your athletics modifier, and while you're rolling that, I'm going to cut over to uh, Mitch. Uh, what is your character's name? His name 
It, well, he mainly goes by a code. His code name is Echo. Okay. Um, I'm going to say with your code name that you are on an are in an underground military base located in this city. Uh, as of right now, there has been no reports of zombies inside of the facility, although the facility that you're at is doing research, research on said zombies and the... Um, the, not the antidote, the uh, the virus that was put into the Reese cups um, that people ate and then turned into a zombie. Uh, are you a, a scientist? Are you a just a regular soldier? Or uh, I am a national guard. Uh, you um you have been charged with uh protection then. Uh this yeah. is one of those bases that uh nobody knows about unless uh, except those that actually work there. Uh what did you get, Mitzi? Mitzi got a damn ten. Sweet. Uh it was a not a really like high, but you know, not like a too uh, difficulty. So um, you began to uh, drive the truck out of the yard and uh, describe to us once you get to the end of the driveway which way that you go. Okay, so you... Mitzi turns the turns the keys and uh, the truck starts up right, and she grabs the the um, uh, the I can't where to say joystick. Grabs the, uh, the gear shift and uh, pops the clutch and starts to pull up. You hear it like kind of grind and shit, but yeah, she, uh, gets it moving. Hasn't moved in a while, so it's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit rickety. And uh, she starts to pull up way, and she's like, "Hell yeah, daddy's little girl's a stone cold bitch." And then she turns on the radio and cranks up some like rock music, pulls out of the drive, pull, pulls onto the main, I guess, road or whatever, and turns, we'll say, left. Bless you. As you turn on the radio and turn left, you hear um, the song by Metallica Inner Sandman. Come on, and all of a sudden, an emergency broadcast sound comes over the radio. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Don Quixote of your local news station. We are advising everyone that you please stay indoors. Do not open the doors or exiting places so that the zombies cannot get in. The only way to truly kill these undead is to... Remove their head from their body, severing the spinal cord and thus the motor functions of said zombies. These zombies are not your loved ones anymore. They are ravenous creatures set on devouring as much human flesh she as they possibly can. 
<laughs> She's like, fuck that stupid <laughs> news. She starts fishing through like the center, the console or whatever. I, I don't really know what's in trucks and um, fishing through the CDs and starts chucking a whole bunch of like country out the, out the window. <laughs> she finally comes to like um, a, 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 an ACDC eight track of all things. She pops <laughs> it into the eight track player and cranks that up. Running with the devil. Oh, I'm sorry. I actually don't know if oh. they were around at the time A Track was around, but we'll say they were. Uh, we'll say that they are anyway. Um, but on a funny side note, I have a buddy who is a truck driver, and he has seen people with George Foreman grills in their truck, fry daddies, little refrigerators, all kinds of stuff. Oh hell um, yeah! If I had one of those cabs, man, it'd be decked out. <laughs> um. And as you head uh, left, you're heading, uh, we'll say, towards the towards the city. Um, not the one that you like left, which was like a smaller city. But for instance, we'll say it's like it's um, Pittsburgh, you know, a, a larger city. Uh, you'll notice that like there are cars that have ran off the road, but you have a fairly clear path. Um, you know, towards you know, on the road towards the city. Uh, gonna cut over to uh, Jesse and introduce us to your character. Okay, my character is about six foot two. He is half Caucasian, half Asian. He is a muscular built man, not like overly beefy, like you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's just kind of he's the type that. He must work out like in Dumb and Dumber. Um, and his name is Quick Lee. He is a martial artist who kind of got popular after the death of Bruce Lee. And when they were doing all the Bruce Lee knockoffs, they spelled his name L-I. And people always gave him crap because they thought he was a fake martial artist and he didn't actually know he was just acting, but he does, in fact, know legit martial arts. And he recently got fired for beating up a cameraman at his latest action movie shoot. So he's wandering the streets, trying to figure out what the hell to do with his life when the zombie invasion or zombie attack happens. Excellent. Holy um, shit, there's a there's a clones of Bruce Lee Wikipedia page. <laughs> oh yeah, there's tons of them. There's Bruce Lai, uh, there's Bruce Lay, there was Bruce La. Uh, Some of them were legit. They just got like pigeonholed into that group. Yeah. Um as you're walking along the streets, uh the traffic here i mean it is like dead you know but the roads are not congested with mm -hmm. a lot of vehicles there are of course some that have wrecked uh you know steam is still coming out of some that have recently wrecked uh inside these vehicles you can see some zombies in some that you know of course cannot get out and as you are you know walking along the sidewalk you see a zombie baby that I say baby toddler that's about 
three years old strapped, you know, into the back seat looking at you, gnashing its teeth at you as you walk past. Um, as you continue walking down the street, you hear a barking and a growl coming from the alley as you walk past its opening. Uh, kind of like a snarling, um, kind of, uh, kind of snarling, hissing, like hungry kind of sound as you walk past the uh, end of the alley. What do you do? I will try to, as quietly as possible, sneak past the alley because I don't want to alert this most likely zombie dog that I'm actually there. Um, roll me a survival check or a survival. That'd be 2d6 plus your survival modifier. Straight 2d6, then, if I don't have anything in my survival. Right. Uh, that would be a oh, five. Um, as you try to sneak past this alley, you're almost to the other side, having got past it. Whenever you hear the clang of a metal trash can falling over, and out from the alley coming straight at you is the largest zombie cat you or largest cat you have ever seen. And you can immediately tell that it is a zombie cat. And it is rushing at you with death in its mouth. I'm going to try to move out of the way. Maybe like use athletics to try to jump out of the way. Okay. Uh, That would be a... Eleven. Okay, you managed to get out of its way, and it uh, does not... It it runs past you, and as you leap over it, and you land back on your feet, and the zombie cat spins around, uh, hissing and growling at you. I'm going to try to kick it. Okay. Like um, in the head. All right. Roll me, uh, roll me your attack. All right. Ten. All right. Give me just a second. I want to make sure that I got this. I right. love how you had a zombie cat attack me knowing that there's two cats in this house. Exactly. <laughs> I like You it. always do that stuff to me. Shut up, Mitch. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Um, out on me next Monday. I'm just teasing you. Tell us how you kill this zombie cat. <clears throat> we'll just say I kick it in the skull and it goes flying against a brick wall. Smashing uh, as, his brain. As it hits the brick wall, it splatters all over the place and black, wiggly blood just sticks there and then you hear it plopping towards the ground as... Uh, 
yeah, the, the body and blood drips and falls to the ground. And going to um, say that over the horizon, something you have not heard in a while, you hear the sound of a 18-wheeler's engine and gears grinding heading towards the city. Like towards me or away from me? Yes, towards you. Okay. Um, and uh, Echo, as all this is going on, of course, you have no idea. Um, several scientists run back and forth in the you know, the military base, the science lab underneath, and as they're talking and having a a conference, um, in a very you know nice room, sitting there drinking their coffee or whatever it is that they have in front of them, all of a sudden red lights appear everywhere, and a loud, obnoxious siren and alarm goes off, and you will immediately know that. Somewhere in this facility, um, containment has been lost. I turn to the scientists and I say, uh, "All right, you know the drill. Get in the, uh, get in the, uh, get in the safe room." As uh, I usher them in there, and I close and lock the safe room. I um, as you. Usher them in and lock the safe room. I'm going to say that as you are shutting and locking the door, you see someone opening a Reese's cup. I'm not saying they're eating it. They can just be researching it. But you see them open it up. Uh, I, I say, hey, those are classified. Put those back here. It is for research purposes. Uh, okay, fine. As I close it. Uh, um, as you, you know, walk around this level, uh, you can hear the sound of growling and fighting and, you know, mixing in with the screams of pain and terror, along with the flashing red light that flashes in beat to the, uh, or flashes in rhythm to the, the alarm or the klaxon alarm that you hear sounding all over the place. Y'all uh, know that that loud, annoying alarm that uh, yeah. you wish you could shut up. I've heard plenty. Um, I look in the cameras. Is the safe room okay? It appears to be so. Mm, how about the other rooms in the facility? Um, as you look through the security camera footage, you see some rooms that are safe and okay, you, but the majority of them um, are disarrayed, destroyed, and there's a few that are splattered with blood and gore on the camera. And as you look to the last one where your fiance worked in the lab, you see a zombie go to attack her from behind and wraps his hands around her like waist as he goes to bite into her neck. 
Oh God. Uh is there a tranquilizer on the camera where I can shoot the zombie? No. I run in the lab. As you run into the lab, you enter into the doorway just in time to see the blood spray from her jugular vein where the zombie has bitten in. I take out a gun and I shoot the zombie. All right, roll me an attack. And while you're rolling that, I'll jump back to Stephen. Uh, Mitzi, as you're driving the truck and listening to a very old, perhaps the first ACDC album ever created, um, you are getting close to the CD. And we'll say now that you have gotten close enough that um you're like within the city limits now and you're noticing that uh the road is not as clear as it was and it's taking a little bit more skill to uh maneuver around the parked cars around the wrecked cars and uh need you to roll me another athletics when I pop back to uh, Echo to see what he rolled. Sorry, I rolled a 10. <clears throat> rolled a 10. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so tell me how you killed this one. I shoot him right in the head. Right between the eyes. Right in the forehead. Excellent. Uh, so his head like snaps back and um, the black blood and wiggly bits in it um, splatter against the back of the wall and um, your fiance looks at you as the light in her eyes dim and she falls to the ground. Eight. My guy is probably uh, most likely in tears, and he walks up and he has to shoot her. He puts a bullet in her head. And that's where we're going to end.